فَمَنْ سُوهُ أَظْلَمُ is more unjust مِمَّنْ than who كَذَبَ he lied عَلَى اللَّهِ against Allah wa and كَذَّبَ he denied بِالصِّدْقِ with the truth إِذْ جَاءَهُ when it came to him أَلَيْسَ is it not فِي جَهَنَّمَ in hellfire مَثْوَنْ and abode لِلْكَافِرِينَ for those who deny two crimes are mentioned over here two types of kufr are mentioned in this ayah and the ayah begins as فَمَنْ أَظْلَمُ who could be more unfair who could be more unjust than such a person which person the first crime is مَنْ كَذَبَ عَلَى اللَّهِ the one who lies against Allah the one who tells lies about Allah. Kadaba, kid, kaf dalba, is to say something that contradicts reality. Say something that is not true. That's a lie. It's false. It's khilaful waqir. So he lies about who? About Allah. Meaning he says something about Allah which is not true. For example, what kind of lies do people say about Allah? Okay, that he has a son, child, or that he has a partner, or that he is unfair, or that he does not know. Saying things about Allah without any knowledge, describing Allah as he is not, denying him, rejecting his existence, denying his mercy, rejecting his attributes, his actions, his power, his ability. These are all lies about Allah. And if you think about it, any kind of belief that people have concerning Allah, concerning God, which is not based on revelation, then that is untrue. Why is the criteria revelation? Because what is revelation? What Allah Himself has informed. Understand? Wahi is what Allah Himself has informed us, has informed people through His prophets. Like for example, Ayatul Kursi. It tells us about the attributes of Allah. For example, Allahu la ilaha illahu. Right? There is no God but Him. La ta'khuduhu sinatun wala Right? He's not overcome by slumber or sleep. Correct? Lahu ma fi samawati wa ma fil Everything in the heavens and the earth, the entire creation belongs to Him. So whatever we believe about Allah must be based on revelation. Because who knows Allah better than Allah Himself? Nobody. Allah knows Himself. So whatever He has taught us about Himself, that is what we must believe. And if we believe something otherwise, we make things up about Him, then that would be falsehood, that would be lies. So the one who says lies about Allah, then this is great injustice. How is a great injustice? How is it a great crime? Because these are false beliefs concerning Allah. It's not right. If you think about it, if somebody begins describing you without any knowledge and they say things about you as if they know you really well, whereas they've never met you, how do you feel? How do you feel? How does this person know? How do they know? They don't know a thing. How could they talk about me in this manner? Isn't it? 
it's unfair it's just wrong it's not acceptable so فَمَنْ أَظْلَمُ مِمَّنْ كَذَبَ عَلَى اللَّهِ He lies about Allah, meaning he describes Allah in ways that Allah is not. He describes Allah with attributes that Allah does not have, that do not befit Allah. Whether it is by attributing a child, a partner, or any form of weakness to him, this is lying about Allah. Another form of lying about Allah, against Allah, is to say that Allah has said something, whereas in reality Allah has not said it. So for example, a person says, oh this is halal. Whereas Allah has not declared it halal. Or a person says, oh this is haram. Whereas in reality Allah has not declared it haram. You understand what's happening? Saying halal, haram without any proof. Because you see when a person uses the word halal, then what happens? It's like, ooh, wow, permissible. And if you say haram, then what happens? Stop the argument because haram has been used. Stop the discussion because the word haram has been used. Isn't it? And many people use this label, use this word to win an argument. And it's very, very wrong. It's a crime to say that something is haram, whereas Allah has not declared it haram. So be very careful. Be extremely careful. Using the terms halal, haram, must be used with knowledge, with proof. And if we don't have proof, if we don't have knowledge, please do not use these big words. Even if you want to convince your children to do something or not do something, don't use these words. Like for example, TV. Haram. Have you heard this before? Going to the movies. Haram. Going to a restaurant, haram. I mean, I'm not saying that these are all good things, everything in them is good. What I'm saying is that just because you want to make a point, you want somebody to listen to you, you want to convince somebody, please don't use these terms. Because you could be lying about Allah, which is a crime. You know, a person might be committing something wrong by going to the movies, for instance, and watching something completely you know, wrong, obscene, on a huge screen, okay, that's wrong. But what is worse is that you use the term haram without proof. Understand? This is a crime near Allah. I mean, I'm not saying that if something is haram, we should not declare it haram. Right? If something is haram, and somebody asks us, Allah has declared it haram, then yes, you say that it is haram. But don't make halal haram and make haram halal. Go ahead. Like people who have Muslim friends, they use these terms very loosely. They'd just be like haram for like anything. So I feel like if you have friends like that, you should let them know that, you know, they're very specifically used in the Quran and they shouldn't just be thrown around like that. Exactly. And I mean, and where do they get these from? From us. Because we use these terms so loosely, so that's what they pick up on. Right? Yes. I was just thinking how even if you lie in front of a judge when, when a judgment or a statement is being made, uh, there are a lot of consequences for just lying in, in addition to what you did wrong, if you did something wrong. So, and lying in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is even worse. So, فَمَنْ أَظْلَمُ مِمَّنْ كَذَبَ عَلَى اللَّهِ Who could be worse than the one who lies about Allah? Meaning regarding Allah's attributes, His existence, or that he lies about Allah 
as in he ascribes statements to Allah which Allah has not said. Another form is that people say, well this is from the Qur'an. Whereas it's not in the Qur'an. Or people say, well it's not in the Qur'an, whereas it is in the Qur'an. This is also lying about Allah. Or that a person says that revelation has been sent to me, whereas in reality no revelation was sent to him. This is also a lie. Go ahead. I was listening to a khutbah once where um, the speaker had the opinion um, that taking photos was impermissible. But then, subhanAllah, like he, he didn't say it like he was unsure of what, how he felt about it, but he kind of just said, this is the view that I have. And then because he knew there was a difference of opinion on it, he didn't like kind of say, it's like haram, haram. I don't, do you, know, do you understand yeah. what I mean? Like because there was a difference of opinion, because there were other solid proofs to go against his, he was just saying this is how I feel about it. But other people, even there are things that are, there's differences of, they'll still say, no, this is completely haram and that's all there is to it. So, فَمَنْ أَظْلَمُ مِمَّنْ كَذَبَ عَلَى اللَّهِ The second crime, وَكَذَّبَ بِالصِّدْقِ And he denies a صِدْق. كَذَّبَ is more intense than kathaba. Right? Kathaba, lie. And kathaba is to declare something as a lie, to call something a lie, to treat it as a lie. So kathaba bisidq, as in he denies a sidq. What is a sidq? The truth. The Quran. فَإِنَّهُ أَصْدَقُ الْحَدِيثِ Because it is the truest of all speech. Right? So, وَكَذَّبَ bisidq. The truth could also refer to the kalima, لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ over here. Whatever the Prophet ﷺ has taught. So he denies the truth, إِذْ جَاءَهُ When it came to him. Meaning as soon as the truth reached him, he heard of it, and he denied it. إِذْ جَاءَهُ What does the word إِذْ indicate? Immediately. The truth reached him, and without even trying to understand, without even trying to learn, without even thinking deeply about it, what does he do? He denies it immediately. Allah says, أَلَيْسَ فِي جَهَنَّمَ مَثْوَ لِلْكَافِرِينَ Is there not in hell a residence for the deniers? For such deniers? Aren't they deserving of that residence in hell? Isn't there room in hell for such deniers? Yes, there is. مَثْوَى ya. Thawa is to remain, to reside somewhere for a long time. The two types of kufr are mentioned over here. Lying about Allah. And secondly, taqdeebu sidq, denying the truth. And the one who commits such crimes is full of pride, for which there is no cure but hell. Because if you think about it, lying about Allah, a person has the confidence to lie about Allah? What is he full of that he has... Seriously, what does he have within him that he is lying about Allah? I mean, lying about a human being is also not appropriate. Lying about Allah, what is a person even thinking? What pride is he full of? What false confidence is he full of? So for this, there is no cure but hell. And then, the stubbornness, so proud that as soon as the truth reaches him, no way. Rejects it, without even giving thought. Without even reflecting over it. So for such, أَلَيْسَ فِي جَهَنَّمَ مَثْوًا لِلْكَافِرِينَ The Prophet ﷺ, he also warned us, إِنَّ كَذِبًا عَلَيَّ 
Lying about me is not like lying about anybody else. Meaning ascribing something to the Prophet ﷺ is not like ascribing it to any other average person. Any other person for that matter. Because whoever lies against the Prophet ﷺ, he said, That he should make his residence, his seat, in hellfire. So where we are not to lie about Allah, we are also not to lie about the Prophet ﷺ. We should be extremely careful when speaking about the Qur'an or the Hadith. Allah is saying it incredibly clearly because this is incredibly illogical behavior. Even in terms of, you know, when it comes to anything else, if you were to ask someone, okay, would you lie against someone who has a very high authority? It makes no sense. Why would you do that? You're only asking for further consequence against you. If you're going to deny something without even actually looking into it, are you going to sign a contract without reading what it says first? It's the same thing. Allah is showing us how completely illogical this behavior is. Why don't you think a minute, slow down a bit, think about it before you make a decision? And it makes it so much more clear because this is behavior that anyone, if you attribute it to anything other than Islam or to Allah SWT, anyone would be, be like, you know, this makes no sense. Why would you do this? And so Allah SWT is making it clear to them that if you would say that about something else, how could you even imagine saying that against Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala? Wallahi and the one who ja'a, he came, bisidqi with the truth. Ja'a bisidqi, he brought the truth. And who is this? The Prophet ﷺ, he brought the truth. What truth is this? The Qur'an. وَصَدَّقَ بِهِ And he confirmed it. Confirmed what? The truth. Meaning the Qur'an. So the Prophet ﷺ brought the Qur'an Allah gave him. And he also confirmed it as in he himself believed in it. آمَنَ الرَّسُولُ بِمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ رَبِّهِ وَالْمُؤْمِنُونَ the Messenger has believed and the believers have also believed in what Allah has revealed. So, وَالَّذِي جَاءَ بِالصِّدْقِ وَصَدَّقَ بِهِ You see over here the exact opposite. One is كَذَبَ عَلَى اللَّهِ He's lying about Allah, pretending that revelation is sent to him. The other hand is جَاءَ بِالصِّدْقِ He has brought the truth, the Qur'an, because the Prophet ﷺ, he was certainly given the Qur'an. He did not lie. And then, وَكَذَّبَ بِالصِّدْقِ He denies the truth, meaning the Qur'an and the Prophet ﷺ, he confirmed it, he believed in it himself. أُولَٰئِكَ Those, هُمُ الْمُتَّقُونَ Those are the ones who are the righteous, who shall be saved. مُتَّقُونَ can also be understood as those who will be saved, protected, guarded against what? Hellfire. For the previous, the deniers, كَذَبَ and كَذَّبَ Jahannam. And here, the one who جَاءَ بِالصِّدْقِ وَصَدَّقَ بِهِ For him, أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُتَّقُونَ They shall be saved. They shall be protected. الَّذِي جَاءَ بِالصِّدْقِ The one who brought the truth. This can also be understood as, another interpretation is, the Prophet ﷺ brought the truth. And صَدَّقَ بِهِ The one who confirmed it is referring to those who believed in the Prophet ﷺ. Like Abu Bakr as-Siddiq. Saddaqa, he was Siddiq. Because Abu Bakr as-Siddiq he was the first man, right? Who accepted Islam. First man. Khadija anha, she was the first woman, first person, in fact, because when the Prophet ﷺ came, after receiving the revelation, when he doubted himself, when he was wondering what had happened, 
Khadija radiallahu anha is the one who gave him confidence. Right? So amongst men, Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu anhu was the first one. Right? So, Saddaqabihi refers to the believers. Another interpretation of this ayah is that الَّذِي جَاءَ بِالصِّدْقِ Mujahid, Tabi'i, he said, هُمُ الَّذِينَ يَجِئُونَ بِالْقُرْآنِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ They are people who will come with the Qur'an on the Day of Judgment. They will be accompanied with the Qur'an. They will be accompanied by the Qur'an when they come before Allah. Because they spent their lives with the Qur'an, so on the Day of Judgment they will come with the Qur'an. الَّذِي جَاءَ بِالصِّدْقِ وَصَدَّقَ بِهِ Because previously he had صَدَّقَ بِهِ He had believed in it, confirmed it. قَدِ اتَّبَعُوهُ They had followed it. He lived the Qur'an. He believed in it. In tongue and action. أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُتَّقُونَ Such will be saved from punishment. What do we see in these two verses? That there are two ways of living. One is in lies and the other is in truth. In lies, lying about Allah, denying the truth, denying the Qur'an. person is living in lies. And the other is living in truth, believing in Allah, believing in the Qur'an, living by it. Completely two different ways. لَهُمْ for them مَا يَشَاءُونَ Whatever they will عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ Near their Lord Who? Those who believe in the truth In the Qur'an For them They shall have whatever they want Near their Lord ذَلِكَ That is جَزَاءُ Recompense Of who? المحسنين Those who do ihsan So what is ihsan then? Who are the muhsinin? Who are the muhsinin? Go backwards from the word muhsinin. What is it referring to? What actions? الَّذِي جَاءَ بِالصِّدْقِ وَصَدَّقَ بِهِ الْمُتَّقُونَ This is all ihsan. Because what is ihsan? Excellence. Purification. So ihsan is to believe in the truth and live by it. Because lies are falsehood and falsehood is ugly. Right? And truth is beautiful. Because it is reality. I mean, think about it, a fake flower versus a real flower. Is there a difference? The difference between life and death. Right? There's a huge difference. Ihsan is to believe in the truth and live by it. And living otherwise would not be Ihsan. It would not be beautiful. It would be an ugly life, in and out. ذَلِكَ جَزَاءُ الْمُحْسِنِينَ The Prophet ﷺ said, if you wish that Allah and His Messenger should love you, then guard three characteristics. And all these characteristics fall in the category of Ihsan. Because Ihsan is, you know, with oneself, with Allah, with the creation. Right? So three qualities a person must guard if he wants to be loved by Allah and His Messenger. What are they? Firstly, Sidqul Hadith. Be truthful in speech. Be true in your word, in your speech. Secondly, Ada'ul Amana, returning trusts. And thirdly, Husnul Jiwar, being a good neighbor. So all of this is part of Ihsan. Allahu. As a result, Allah will remove. How? Entirely. Yukaffir Allahu anhum 
What is it that Allah will remove from them? Aswa'a, the evil, most evil. Alladhi amilu, which they did. Because who amongst us hasn't done evil? Which person hasn't done wrong? Every person does wrong. Every person, human being, will make mistakes. But those who believe in the truth, live by it, confirm it with their words and their actions, and they live with ihsan, then Allah will remove their sins from them. Look at the word yukafira. Yukafira kafara. What does kafara literally mean? Kafara cover. Okay? They also sound the same. Kafar in English, cover. Right? Cover, kafar. Anyway. So kafara is to cover. For some reason, every time I say kafara, kafara comes to my mind. Like I'm Arabicizing the English also. So kafara is to cover, right? And kafara, you kafiru, is to completely cover something entirely so that no sign of it remains. And why would you cover it? Because it's not worth showing. And why would you cover it? You're just burying it so that it will just finish there eventually. Like for example, if there is a corpse. Is it buried? Why is it buried? Why is it completely covered? Because even the sight of it is disturbing. Isn't it? It's disturbing. And it's covered in dirt because eventually it's going to become dirt. Correct? So kafara yukafiru is to cover something entirely such that it's not visible at all. And why would you cover it? So that it will just finish. It's not important anymore. You've buried it. You've buried it. It's history. It's gone. خلاص. So, لِيُكَفِّرَ اللَّهُ Allah will completely cover and the objective of covering over here is to remove. Remove. It's not just to hide in such a way that eventually it will be shown again. Because you see, once we have done an action, it's written in our records, isn't it? It's part of our record. So, yukaffira, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does kafara of sins, He's covered them such that they won't be displayed again. And what this means is complete forgiveness, such that a person will not even be embarrassed by looking at it ever again. May Allah make all our sins like this. لِيُكَفِّرَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ أَسْوَأَ الَّذِي عَمِلُوا Look at the word أَسْوَأَ it's not just su, it's aswa, because aswa, af'al means worst. Not just bad, but worst. So the worst of their sins, like the worst sins that they've ever committed. All of us can think like this, right? Think about yourself. What's the worst thing I've ever done in the sight of Allah? The worst action. Don't say it. Aswa alladhi amilu. Because of this ihsan, because of this iman, because of confirming the truth and living by the truth, living by the Qur'an, Allah will completely cover, meaning remove their sins. Which sins? The worst of their sins. As in He will clean their records. وَيَجْزِيَهُمْ And He will reward them. أَجْرَهُمْ Their reward. He will recompense them with their reward. Which reward? بِأَحْسَنِ According to the Best, الَّذِي كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ Which they used to do. Worst sins, 
removed. Best deeds highlighted. Worst sins erased. And the reward according to best deeds. You know, for example, think about your past. And think of the best good deed you've done. Best good deed. Maybe you gifted something very precious of yours. You gave it away in charity. Maybe it was the time when you did Umrah. Maybe it was when you were extremely hurting in your body, but still you served your parents. Whatever it was. Whatever it was. You know, just thinking about something good we've done in the past, it makes us happy. Not in the sense that we boast about it, but it makes you happy. And you wish if you could always be like that, if you could do that more and more and more. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows. He's the one who's made us. He knows our weaknesses. Every person has deficiencies. So the worst sins erased and reward will be according to their best deeds. This is the reward for Ihsan. The Prophet ﷺ said, a believer will be brought to his Lord on the Day of Judgment. And Allah will place and Allah will place upon him his side, meaning Allah will cover him, right? Allah will cover him from who? From the rest of the people. So nobody knows the conversation that's happening. And Allah will make him confess his faults. And Allah will say, do you recognize your faults? And the person will say, my Lord, I do recognize them. How can he admit at that time? Because he lived a life of truth, not a life of lies. He will admit because he was truthful. So Allah will say, I concealed them for you in the world, and today I forgive. In the world I concealed them, and today I forgive them. I finish them. And he will then be given the book containing his good deeds. So the sins will be erased, and this is true success. Allahu, Allah questions us. And this is your Lord, Allah. Then is Allah not bikafin, definitely sufficient, abdahu for his servant? When this is your Lord, and you believe in him, you live a life of truth, of ihsan, Allah will reward you so generously, remove your worst crimes, then is Allah not enough for you? Why are you running after others? Why are you crying over others? We listen to the recitation of these ayat and we move on. فَمَنْ أَظْلَمُ مِمَّنْ كَذَبَ عَلَى اللَّهِ وَكَذَّبَ بِالصِّدْقِ إِذْ جَاءَهُ أَلَيْسَ فِي جَهَنَّمَ مَثْوًا لِلْكَافِرِينَ وَالَّذِي جَاءَ بِالصِّدْقِ وَصَدَّقَ بِهِ أُولَئِكَ هُمُ الْمُتَّقِينَ لهم ما يشاءون عند ربهم ذلك جزاء المحسنين ليكفر الله عنهم أسوأ الذي عملوا ويجزيهم أجرهم وَيَجْزِيَهُمْ أَجْرَهُمْ بِأَحْسَنِ الَّذِي كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ